0: Hello and welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. This is the third episode of our Take a Shot series where we discuss some of the day's most burning music topics. Today we're talking about music and mental health, how music can help you take care of yourself, artists who've paved the way on mental health conversations, and of course, the albums that get us through the day. So let's get into it. First off, uh, I have to address that I am definitely not an expert on this subject at all. And mental health disorders and topics come in many forms. So I can really only speak to my own experience, which I will do my best to do today and uh, to not make any assumptions about what other people might be experiencing. In my opinion, the best thing that you can do is normalize conversations around mental health and offer your support to those who need it especially yourself. Make sure that you ask for support if you feel like you might need it. If you're going through something, it's better to not go through it alone. Uh, I won't get too scholarly on you and start citing research, but studies have shown that music can positively affect your general well-being. Who knew, right? There have been studies of uh, both children and adults that show that the practice of music or engaging in music activities with others, such as going to a concert, um, better associated with emotional competence, managing emotional, and facilitating social connections. And researchers have suggested that engaging in these music-related activities also helps with self-expression and developing emotional regulation and coping skills. So it is no surprise that so many people turn to music when their mental health might not be in great standing. Music is truly multifunctional and it also affects everybody differently. Again, I can only speak for myself here as I have not done any scientific research, but I rarely go a day without my anxiety kicking in in some way, shape, or form. Um, whether it's in my personal life, social life, my work life, podcast life, whatever it might be. And while music from my favorite artists and albums might not be as powerful as something like therapy, which I also highly encourage as someone who has recently started therapy herself, I do genuinely feel like it improves my mood and it can help alleviate some of my internal anxious thoughts and feelings, especially just by singing along to one of my favorite songs or picking up my guitar for even 15 minutes. I also find that music plays a huge role in other activities in my life that I partake in to keep my physical health in check, which is super important, when taking care of your mind, <laughs> um, especially drinking water. Also drink water and get a good night's sleep. Those are also very important when taking care of just your general well-being. But anyways, I digress. Um, I use music at the gym uh, during my hit workouts in my condo. I use it to pump me up. That's like, you know, cueing the emo, the screamo music that I love. But um, also if I'm out for a walk or I'm just stepping out to run a quick errand, I feel like music centers me and it focuses me and it helps me accomplish my daily tasks which is another reason why I often have music playing while I work from home. I'm 100% remote right now for my day job. Um, So my Bluetooth speaker is the first appliance I turn on in the morning, even before I make coffee. That is truly how bad I need it. Now, I've already mentioned that music allows for incredible self-expression, and there are so many artists, more recently actually, who have been really candid about their mental health issues and how they cope with them. Um, Personally, I think that in the past, we've kind of accepted this trope that all musicians have some sort of issue or chip on their shoulder, or they're like, I don't know, quote unquote damaged, or they're carrying around some sort of crazy burden, and they use it to drive their art, but they make great art, so why would we question it? Why would we... Ask questions and dig a little deeper. I think a couple people that come to mind who obviously struggled with substance abuse are artists like Kurt Cobain and um, Amy Winehouse. You know, people who were struggling and whose mental health obviously needed a little bit more of support than they were probably getting at the time, and they turned to substances, drugs, alcohol, in order to alleviate some of the pain that they were feeling. Um, it does. It definitely does not take away from the fact that the art that they made when they were struggling is still art, and it is still music that we use today to help cope ourselves, but it doesn't excuse the fact that, you know, there were these issues happening, there were these problems happening with people who clearly needed help and they didn't receive it. That's something that I feel like we as people who, um, you know, not necessarily partake in the business of the music industry, but we're certainly consumers. And I feel like we can't just accept that because someone is going through something, we're going to get a great album out of it, or we're going to get a great song out of it, and so whatever, you know? Um, We have to treat it as if we were treating one of our best friends. Mental health really affects everyone. And while it's totally okay to not want to discuss them openly, I do think it's great that these artists who have massive fan bases and followings are offering up their experiences because it gives us something relate to, especially young people who may not be getting that validation from other areas of their life. I did do a little bit of research and I came up with a few examples of artists who have spoke openly about their mental health and I encourage you to also do your own research if you feel like there might be something that um, particularly resonates with you, but there's actually a ton of examples of artists who have spoken up about mental health and I do think that that's um, the biggest thing for again just creating awareness and normalizing conversations. Um, So for example, Adele has been very open about experiencing postpartum depression after the birth of her son, Angelo. Ariana Grande suffered PTSD after the bombing that took place at her Manchester show in 2017. Rapper Big Sean canceled a massive North American tour, and he did that to take care of himself when he was going through a time of need. James Blake wrote an essay on his depression, and honestly, the list goes on and on and on. I think... Sometimes celebrities seem like these untouchable beings. You know, we get to see the glamorous side of them—the award shows, the Instagram, whatever it might be—but they're really just people. Um, they experience mood swings, depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, postpartum depression. They're just like us (laughs) at the risk of sounding super cliche and us weekly about it. The stars really are just like us and they have things that they need to work through themselves too. And I truly do find it beautiful when these singer songwriters are able to incorporate this into their art and pass on that gift to someone else who may be going through the exact same thing. Again, appreciate it as an art form, appreciate the validity of it. um, But also hope that when somebody celebrity or not is going through something, they're getting the proper support that they might need. So while I cannot um, take any kind of credit for being an expert on the music world and how the mental health world intersects with the music world, um, I can talk about my own experiences. I can talk about what really moves me through music when I might be uh, feeling down, when I might have days that I do feel overly anxious or where I'm having those really... self-critical thoughts that I, I tend to get. Um, so what I wanted to do for the back half of this episode is just share a short list of some albums that help me work through my anxiety. Um, and maybe someone, you know, maybe one of our listeners will hear this and they'll discover a new album that they end up loving, or maybe it's something that you kind of need to hear. Um, and it'll mean a lot to you too one day. Maybe it'll help you kind of get through some of the things that um, I've been going through as well. You know, it's been a really tough couple of years and um, there are days, trust me, when like I don't want to record the podcast. Even recently, I've been on a bit of a hiatus because sometimes you have tough days and that's okay because um, as long as you have the people who are going to help dig you out and you have the support that you need to get through it and um, you work hard to figure out how you're going to get through it, then I think you will it'll all be worth it. You know, you'll figure out what you need to do to kind of, I don't want to say get your life back. That seems so dramatic, but to make things feel a little sunnier, even just for a day or two. And music definitely does that for me. Um, I feel that on these albums, there are certain songs on each that are maybe a little more joyful. Ones that lift me up. But uh, there's also some of the songs that allow me to really be in my feelings to let me feel and appreciate the, um, you know, appreciate the lyricism and again, find that relatability factor in an artist that I love. Um, There's so many songwriters in this list who have contributed to these albums and they were working through their own demons, their own hardships, and it just makes it that much more beautiful. In, in, in my opinion, it makes it that much more beautiful. One of the first albums that I wanted to mention was I Like It When You Sleep for You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware of It. Ooh, I butchered that again. That's a tough one to say. <laughs> um, but that's by one of my favorite bands, the 1975 fronted by Maddie Healy. Um, and there's a few songs on there. Uh, Maddie himself, during this recording and the songwriting process of this album, he um, was going through uh, his own struggles with addiction. And I feel like there are a lot of songs on there that touch on that, but also his mental health state around that time and um, how he was kind of feeling. I think some of the negative thoughts that he might have been having towards the world and um, some critical thoughts on religion, things that obviously were running through his mind as he was going through this tough time. So the songs I'd recommend here are If I Believe You, Change of Heart and She Lays Down. Um the next album, Wonderful Wonderful by the Killers, has a great song on it called Rut, which um frontman Brundit Brandon Flowers, Brendan, Brandon, Brandon Flowers, um, wrote for his wife. Um, and it's actually from the perspective, I believe of his wife who had gone through a childhood trauma and it's about her kind of coming back, being able to speak to it. And again, working through it with the support of other people. Um, the big line in the chorus is don't give up on me. I'm just in a rut. And while I think the word rut doesn't necessarily describe everybody's situation, I think you can relate to it because again, sometimes you just have bad days. Sometimes you're just going through it and, uh, you don't want to talk to, anybody. You might not want to see anybody. You might just want to like be truly alone and not deal with things. But, um, you also hope that the people who love you and care about you aren't going to, aren't going to give up on you in the process. It's okay to sometimes just have those days to need to center yourself and figure your shit out. Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. Such an incredible album. Um, One we've talked about on the pod in addition to the 1975 album that I've already mentioned. um, You know, we know that Amy was struggling with um, substance abuse while she was recording this album. And um, I believe it was the last album she recorded before her passing really too soon at the age of 27. And I think listening to songs like Back to Black and Tears Dry on Their Own and Wake Up Alone, those are big ones that are frequently on any playlist that, um, I make, uh, a, because they're wonderfully written song. They're beautifully written songs, um, both from a music perspective and from a lyrics perspective. Um, but they're very raw as well. And that's like the biggest, the, the, the most accurate word I would use to describe this album. If you want to listen to an album that is like completely untouched, like it is literally like she poured her heart out into every single notebook, every single track that she that she wrote. And it's 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 pretty unbelievable what she was able to do at such a young age. One that's kind of an interesting one is uh, the Dear Evan Hansen original Broadway cast recording. So for those of you who might not know, Dear Evan Hansen is a Broadway play. Oh, I want to say it premiered in like, 2018, 2017 on Broadway, um, featuring Ben Platt. It was recently made into a major motion picture on, I want to say Amazon Prime. I really should have fact checked myself before I started recording. Um, But it's essentially about a high school student, Evan, who uh, him himself is uh, struggling with some mental health issues, and he uh, ends up kind of getting sucked into this spider web of lies that he creates um, in an effort to become someone who's a little more seen in high school, maybe a little more popular, a little more appreciated. very open discussions about mental health and um, various topics pertaining to mental health in the movie as well as in the Broadway show and in the songs. And for me, listening to songs like Waving Through a Window or For Forever really illustrate those conversations well. Uh, Champion by Bishop Briggs was an album that probably got me through the year 2020 the most, like when the pandemic first hit and shit was truly hitting the fan. Um, Champion's great because it carries a very confident, message about declaring that you are a champion and you're strong and you can get through things but there's also um, more delicate moments in the album songs like I Tried which is a very very raw breakup ballad um, and someone else you know a song like not really feeling like yourself and wanting wanting to literally be someone else for a day or an hour whatever that might feel like just to just to feel better again, just to feel good again. And I thought that that's um, sometimes a really relatable feeling. We also talked about, there's a lot of albums we've done on the pod, my goodness, Um, Inside by Bo Burnham is a, um, is the, collection of songs from his Netflix special, which came out in 2021, I think. Um, And uh, he's been super open as well. I actually should have mentioned him in the part about the artist because he's been so open about um, how he used to experience anxiety attacks when he was on stage. And that's why he ended up taking a bit of a hiatus from performing for so long. Um, And he wrote really honest songs for this Netflix special that just blew my mind. Like one of them, that funny feeling, which um, Phoebe Bridgers has actually covered. That song he wrote just about things that like give him anxiety, like things that trigger his anxiety or like that he can't really understand why they rub him the wrong way or make him feel funny like why do I feel this way when I think about this thing um and all eyes on me is like the finale of the album the finale of the special I suppose and it has this like big monologue in the middle where he talks about his struggles with anxiety and it's just again it's so honest and it was so refreshing especially from a comedian who like you know, you, you think a lot about comedians and you make a lot of assumptions about the kind of humor that they might be portraying or the stories that they tell. And Bo just like laid all his cards out on the table and was like, this is me. This is what I've been struggling with. And to film this whole special in quarantine and see the mental health impact of that was just, it's like, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. If you haven't seen this special, oh my God, please go watch it. Uh, in your honor by Foo Fighters. That's another interesting one. Um, Mainly, I chose this album to talk about because Friend of a Friend, if you haven't heard it before, I think it's on the B side of the record. So this record was done kind of in two parts. It was done with like all the like heavy kind of bangers on one side, which has like the best of you and stuff like that. Um, And then Friend of a Friend's on the B-side, which is like more acoustic stuff. And it's actually about Kurt Cobain. Obviously, Dave Grohl, who fronts the Foo Fighters, was the drummer for Nirvana, worked with Kurt Cobain for a number of years. Um, And it's a song about him. And it's just a really beautiful tribute, um, but also super, um, just, just super honest about maybe the way that, Dave was feeling throughout that whole time, um, working with Kurt and losing Kurt and um, just a really well-written song. And then I already mentioned it, but Best of You, I think, is truly one of the best, pun intended, Foo Fighter songs out there. I love and respect the Foo Fighters so much. And that song gets me every single time. Like, is somebody getting the best of you? Like, oh, my God, it's just I, w- uh, it's, I can't even talk about it. I can't even talk about it. It's so good. The last album, which is kind of an interesting one as well, um, is Phase by Jack Garrett. Jack Garrett, I believe, is a is a UK musician, singer-songwriter. And there's a couple songs on there that I think are just about becoming who you are and really figuring out what your strengths could be and what your life could look like. And those songs are Weathered and Surprise Yourself. Um, great tracks, well-written tracks, lots of levels, makes you feel things, and amazing videos to boot. Now that brings us to the end of this episode. This episode really means a lot to me. It was one that I've kind of been preparing for the podcast for a while, um, more so just because it's an issue that's really near and dear to my heart. Again, these last couple of years for the world have been crazy, crazy tough. And um, just know that you, whatever you're struggling with, don't go through it alone. Ask for help and try and support others the best way that you can and have conversations about mental health because it is health. Mental health is health. I will say it again. Um, and I just hope that everybody's able to take care of themselves and, um, again, ask for that support, ask for that help. That's the biggest thing. I'm going to sound like a major fucking broken record, but that is the absolute biggest thing. And I hope that things will, you know, get a little easier for all of us soon. Um, We're coming out of it. We're we're coming out of it. 2020 and 2021 are over. This is the dawn of 2022, and um, more mental health conversations in 2022 is all I would say. All I will say. Wow, you think I could get through one episode without um, choking on my words? But here we are. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please make sure to follow us on social media at Kiara Gets Drunk. Hope you're enjoying our short form series as well, this Take a Shot series. But don't fear, we'll be back to our regular format episodes sometime soon. Thank you again for supporting the pod and thank you for listening.